Oh, this is no good. It's impossible to cross to the engine room. Oh, think, Ash. Pikachu, give my brain a jump start. Oh, thanks. That's just what I needed. Now, let's listen to the podcast. Veronica Taylor. And I'm Rena Taylor. And this is The, the Trainer's, Trainer's Guide. Guide. Today's episode Pokemon Shipwreck. <laughs> I can't believe we're here at, <laughs> wow, episode 16. Episode 16. Amazing. I know. It's pretty crazy. It is. This um, is, things are getting juicy. Juicy. I feel like it's scary. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's just like really intense. Very intense, very blue. Each episode now is really chock full of stuff. And danger and, uh, gosh, I don't even know what else. It's just so wild. Agreed. And there's a lot of um, near-death, almost-death, crazy blueness in this because they're sad and people look like they're you know, almost drowning. Yes, you're right. I know. It is kind of, it's a very um, intense episode in the fact that everybody's getting near-death experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's quite serious in terms of a children's show. But also, something that I'm pretty amazed at is that this is not just a two-parter, but a three-parter. Exactly. We're left on yet another cliffhanger. Tender hooks. It's crazy. Well, let's get into what happens in this episode. Okay. Um, first of all, we open with a funeral at sea with Officer Jenny yeah. and all of the cadets, who are men, standing right. behind her in uniform, um, mourning the loss of five, not including Meowth or Pikachu, really, of mm. five humans lost at sea. I know. And they acknowledged that the captain's counting didn't work. Right. We thought we got everyone off the ship, but we didn't. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. And then, yeah, and then they kind of give them a little, a burial at sea. A little right, send-off. tossing the flowers over overboard. I really thought for the dramaticness of it that they would, as they tossed the flowers over and they just wafted down into the depths that they would break up and float apart. But they didn't. Ooh. They stayed together, which I think is emblematic of all of our heroes on this. They stay together. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away. Not yet. But that bouquet of flowers floating down leads us to the St. Anne wedged in a crevasse underwater. <laughs> and Yeah, and I think it's also interesting that there's air in there. Like, it's not all water yet? But it, it hasn't. Has filled up? Right, because it it, it hasn't filled with water because there were no holes, I guess, yet. I know. I just find that pretty amazing because I would imagine, in general, when you think of a sinking ship that literally went upside down and somehow got right side up. Oh, no, it's still upside down. Now, yeah. remember— It got upside down. Yes, but remember no when water. we went on that scuba diving cycling thing in mm-hmm, Hawaii, mm-hmm. it was a— um, the scuba scooter. Scooter, that's it. Um, so mm-hmm. there's that 
uh, helmet, essentially, that goes around you. And we had to kind of swim in and under it. And it had water in it the whole time. Oh, gosh. It had air in it the whole time. That's true. So even though the bottom was open, we could still breathe and the oxygen stayed in, much like how it's staying in the St. Anne. I think. Yeah. And I mean, I think in the scuba scooter, Mm -hmm. it was being pumped with oxygen still. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe it was. Hmm. Yeah, because it was like a scuba. You were like scuba diving, except instead of wearing the mask, you just had that big helmet on. (laughs) I don't think I knew that. (laughs) I think. That's what I thought. I forgot about that. Okay, but either way, the oxygen stays in. there There could still be stuff because some of the lights are still on in the ship. That's right. And there's fire. So fire needs oxygen right. to burn. And so there, there that's something so, we learn in science class. That's it. And it's we learned this just on the like ship. Just like the scuba scooter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But no fire there. So, so the ship is we'll have wedged. We'll post a photo somewhere yeah, we of will. our scuba scooter. Okay. <laughs> that's a good idea. And we have to do that again. <laughs> um, anyway, the ship is wedged in upside down. And yes. Misty and Brock are awake and they have to wake up a heavily sleeping Ash uh, who Mm -hmm. is sleeping somehow on a couch upside down while they are standing on the ceiling. Yeah, because his his belt buckle or something is stuck on the the couch. Oh, that's what's keeping him there. I didn't realize that. But I don't know how he's hang. I don't know if he's hanging there the whole time either. Know. And even I mean, it's classic. That's a classic thing where you where you cartoon thing where you wake up upside down and you go what and you see everything upside down. And you go ah and then you fall and then you fall. And interestingly, classic. when he runs over to the window to see the fish swimming by, the curtains are in their exact right hanging way, even though they're mm. upside down. I love this. Anyway, then we switch over. magic. It is. We switch to Jesse and James. Classic. Hallucinating on the beach. Dreaming of the perfect day. And a warm sun. Very warm sun. Hitting their skin. Super warm sun. (laughs) Very hot sun. And we find out (laughs) it's the fire from the stove or something. They're on fire. On the yes. Yeah, they're on fire. So they have to run and put that out with water that comes out from something. So uh, we have well, to- A pipe. Yes. A pipe has leaked. And yet it's not filling up the room. Yeah. But we have to this, suspend- We've got to suspend- All disbelief. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We do. So we- And then they decide they go- This is This is something that I found really interesting that we were talking about a little while ago that- in this episode, we really find out that all of these characters are still pretty young because they really jump, they just jump to conclusions and they just do stuff before they really think about it. Right. Same thing with last week's episode where Ash kind of does the trade without really thinking about it. Um, uh, Jesse and James leave and they go, we're trapped here. I know what, get Ekans to do his slime his poison slime or something and get a hole in the ship. Right. Open and the hole goes, in the floor. Wait, wait, wait. Let's get out. Right, wait. Yeah. And then all this water comes and they almost drown. Yeah, because they're stuck. Their, the first time. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I just think it's really, it's crazy that in this episode, and then basically, so they almost drown and we meet up back up with them. Ash, Misty, and Brock are trying to find a way out. And they get to this part that's flooded 
And then Jesse and James float up to the top. Right before. And they have to get them out. But that's because Goldine went in to rescue them. Yes, so you're right. So Misty you're right. decides that she knows a way. They have to figure out a plan to get to, they have this whole plan of if we dive down, so the ship's upside down. If we dive down to the deck, we can get out that way. And so she right. decides to send Goldine down to see if there's, I don't know how Goldine will tell them, but, you know, Pokemon and their trainers have a way of speaking and understanding. So totally. she sends Goldine down to go up, down, and Goldine shockingly finds Team Rocket and Meowth quite blue in the water. And yeah. I don't know how, what's the term of how Goldine just like whoops them out? Like, it must, I don't it know. must have like, yeah, maybe bubbles or, or something or that it can push. Like headbutt or something. Yeah. I'm not Somehow sure. Somehow it, it brings them to the surface. Yeah. It brings them back to Ash, Misty, and Brock. And then, so Team Rocket are are rescued. And then all of a sudden they go, oh, it's you. And they they try to battle. Right, they come they try to, to do a Pokemon battle. And immediately try to battle, which is insane. And they all go, okay, let's do this. <laughs> Except for Misty. Except for Misty. Who is totally the voice of reason in this entire episode. She knows everything. Her, she is hitting her stride. Mm-hmm. This is totally the Misty representation that we needed and I feel like who she really is she has studied so many things she knows so much and they're in the water I know it's literally her thing yes so anyway they're trying to battle but as they're doing that with the Pokemon out it's too heavy and so the ship is teetering back and forth right because of the weight exactly So they have to call off the battle and decide to work together so that they can kind of balance out the ship. Yeah, so they they keep out. that's one of my favorite parts of this episode where they have the the ship is tilting back and forth so they send some of them to one end, bring some of them back and they keep going. Mm-hmm. Um you know what's interesting is Misty has an idea of what to do because she's built a model of the Saint Anne. Right. And which that's incredible. Who, who expected that? No. Uh, and and that they would end up going on it. Well, that's what I also find so interesting is that in last week's episode, they all knew that they were going on the St. Anne and she never said anything about it then. Right. This has been She only says it now. Yeah, she could have said this is my favorite this has always been my favorite ship or anything. Yeah, or like I can't believe we're going on the St. Anne. I I built a model of it. Well, anything. I guess if you, you know, when you're little, you do some model airplanes, you know, and then you eventually go on an airplane. Or what about everybody building with Legos? Um, Star Wars. uh, Totally. uh, Ships. They go on the. Spaceship, whatever. All of those. Yeah. They could do all of that. Or what if you, I don't even know. My mind can't even settle on something outrageous. Millennium Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. Falcon, a sand cruise, um, a land Disney, cruiser, Disneyland. Yes, mm-hmm. any of those. Anyway, this is the same type of thing, but totally. Maybe everybody knows you could go on the Saint Anne because that's what Pokemon trainers do. Anyway, she knows what's going on, so she says, "This is how we can get out. Let's follow this way. We can go to the hull of the ship, yep. and I know where the hull is the thinnest, so we can right. cut our way out and escape." Not thinking about water rushing in or anything. Let's just go cut the hull and escape, which is a pretty good idea, ultimately. Yeah, it's a great idea. So, but yeah, 
as they're trying to get to the hull, yeah. we reach more fire. Oh, that's right. This inferno. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like, and they can't, the way across is blocked. Mm-hmm. First of all, everything's upside down. So the staircase that conjoins or joins the whatever is broken. Mm-hmm. And there's flames underneath. And I thought, because in the beginning, Brock uses Geodude mm-hmm. as a staircase. That's right. And he gets Geodude to connect and they use him as a staircase. So I thought they're going to get Geodude again to connect these two. The, right. The two little balconies. But instead, Ash calls Bulbasaur to use his vines. It's and they, it's vines. Okay, to use its vines. Wait, was it? And they cross on it. Was it Geodude or Onyx? It's whichever one is the big I one. I think it might have been Onyx. But either way, it's okay. like walking yeah, up Geodude, someone's spine. Yeah, Geodude is the small yes, one. Yes, I think it's Onyx. Just yeah. to be really perfectly yes. clear. The thing is... Sorry, everybody. The, <laughs> I'm just pointing it out because I don't want anyone to send us a letter that... Um, I know. But anyway. No hate mail. No, no not for that. Mail. The point is, they're both gray. Um, for this, every Pokemon does its part to help save. You know, we everybody exactly. has to work together in this episode. You have to put your thoughts together, your brawn together, and your Pokemon together to yeah. think of a way to get out, which I, yeah. I think is which really, really amazing. Liked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Bulbasaur, Vine, the Vine Bridge. I can't believe they, Bulbasaur uses its mm-hmm. vines, mm-hmm. and they just, Ash, Misty, and Brock are like, perfect, and they just cross. Right. Can can you believe that? They just cross it so easily. Well, it's double. Meanwhile. So they walk a, a double yeah, tightrope. It's, <laughs> it's a tightrope. There's not even, there was not even any kind of hesitation. Mm-hmm. They just go, awesome. And just walk out on it. I know. There's been more tension when they cross a bridge. You're right. They're in this, in the episodes. They are always crossing something, which so is another true. deep meaning of you have to go beyond your comfort zone to try yes. to achieve something. In this case, saving their lives. But, right. but there's always a moment where they need to cross. And this is and, very much and, so. And the bridges, I think you could even go one step further and say that it's a symbol of trust. Good point. And they have to, they're stepping out into this unknown Mm -hmm. and they have to trust that they're going to, you know, be caught. And in this case, they're caught by by Bulbasaur. So, you know, it's it's really trust. But the ones who don't have trust are Jesse and James. Right. Who I will say... This is my favorite part when they're like, oh, and James goes, just cross without me, whatever. And and they go, oh, remember me. And Jesse, Jesse says to James, I remember that you were, I'll remember you as a great dresser. And James says, so will I. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that. I just love it. And then I guess there was a commercial break because we, we come back and they're already on the other side. So we yeah. don't have to see yeah. them trying to get across. Although you can right. imagine Meowth with four legs out, two on each, and then them being pulled along like a yeah. like they're surfing, you know, on a jet jet uh, mm-hmm. jet ski or something. Um, anyway, yeah. we can imagine how they got across. the The 
my favorite part was, as we used in the opening, the um, Ash couldn't think of a, a solution. So he had to get Pikachu mm-hmm. to shock him to jolt his brain. And then he's like, I got it. And then <laughs> they right. had this great idea, which worked. So I don't think you should try that at home. I do no. think jumping jacks to get your brain working, that's a good um, plan. Totally. Some There's a lot of he safer a things. Shot, a shot of energy. Yes. So you can get energy in different ways. That's right. You don't have to electrocute yourself. <laughs> no, I don't think you should. But okay. Right. So they have crossed this inferno, which is also yeah. kind of your deepest, darkest fears. They've crossed through, gotten to the other mm-hmm. side, and now they're ready to cut through the hull. Yes. And the plan is Charmander is going to burn the hole, weld a hole. They say weld, um, but it's hole. really just cutting it. Yeah, I don't know. Just burning yeah. it. So Charmander's going to burn a hole through the hull, and they're all going to tie themselves to a water Pokemon and swim out. Yes. Which I think is a brilliant idea. But I'm also confused because when we cut to the showing all of them tying themselves on, Ash, Misty, and Brock are all using Misty's Pokemon. That's right. Oh, no, no. Ash is using Squirtle. And then oh, that's the right. rest of them are using Misty's Pokemon. And I'm not sure why they didn't ask Team Rocket if they had any water Pokemon. I know. They just swim out. They just say, okay, let's go and go. I hope Team Rocket made it. Right. But they didn't even check. No, they so, didn't look because, back. Right. It, and, and then Team Rocket are like, wait, we don't have any water Pokemon. What are we going to do? And James, laughing maniacally. Mm-hmm says, I have the solution. And pulls out the, the magic king carp. Of carp. Yes. The king of carp. And we're all so excited until it does nothing. And literally nothing. It just flumps around. And th- the next mm-hmm. shot, we see the ship falling further into the depths of the ocean. Very scary, mm-hmm. I think. I know. It's really scary. Misty, Brock, and Ash We see them on kind of a floating platform raft type thing or what can Mm -hmm. be used as a raft and looking out going, gosh, uh, what could be taking them so long? (laughs) And yet, I hope they made it out. they did. And then they say they haven't made it out. Mm. So they give them a proper No, no, no. First of all, they send Pidgeotto out as Noah did to find land. And as Pidgeotto goes, again, shockingly- Spiro. Is it Spiro? Oh, yeah, it is. The hair. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Thank Spiro. you. Spiro goes out, finds them just like floating in the water there and brings them back. Oh, right. Brings them back and they're unconscious. On the rafty thing. unconscious on the raft, piled on top of each other. Like, it actually reminds me, if anybody played Club Penguin, mm-hmm. and you know... Well, you wouldn't know, but in the they have one of the games where you are doing um, it's ice fishing, mm-hmm. and then you catch the fish, and they're all stacked on top of each other. Yeah, when you when you have them out, and they're like really flopped. Oh, and it looked exactly like that. Yeah, they're just them piled on top of each and other and droopy too. It's just right. really sad. Right. So right away they jump to that conclusion and go, "Well, I guess they didn't make it. Let's give them a proper burial," and they start to just push them into right. the ocean. Push them back. 
And luckily that wakes them up. Yes. And Team Rocket is still alive. I know. And they're sitting there talking about that with Magic Carp flopping around crazily, which of it's course so makes them all think about how hungry they are right. and different so ways. So they're sitting on the raft yeah. and they all come up with different ways to eat Magic Carp. I know. It's so with those beautiful pictures of how it would look cooked. And it just flopping around. It's it's just so crazy. Crazy and sad. And then James gets really upset. Yep. And he goes, I can't believe I got this stupid thing, blah, blah, blah. And he kicks Magic Carp into the water. That's right. And it evolves right then into Gyarados, which is crazy and beautiful and so Loch Ness Monster at this time. Or like all of those sea serpents uh, that you see on those very old maps that yeah. are, are like painted in the corners and all of that. It is really so scary and um, primal. It's like our primal fears of what could happen to you out in the ocean. And it gets worse because it starts to spin around multiples of it, like we saw last episode, the multiples of the right. Pokemon, into Dragon Rage and spinning yeah. and spinning and spinning and becomes... A water cyclone. So they're, yeah, they're trying to escape it. Mm-hmm. And because it's just kind of angry mm-hmm. in general. And the, I guess Gyarados is just angry. That's right. And, and, and so they're running away. And then, and the, and Goldeen, and then it Starmie, starts to and Staryu do that. are pulling the raft along and they're all paddling and paddling. And then the cyclone begins and yeah. overtakes them. And nobody has survived Ever. Dragon Rage Ever. before. Yeah. So and they get whisked up into the cyclone. And that's the same thing. They're holding on. Ash, Misty, and Brock are holding on and to Ash each other. And Ash says, whatever you do, don't let go. Ah! And then they do because they're pulled apart. I know. And they're zooping up. And we end the episode there. It's It's stunning. so crazy. I know. So we also don't know where Team Rocket is at this point. But. Yeah, we just see them get. I think we see them get. Sucked up. Yeah, I think. But I'm not sure. Well, we'll know they, next episode. Go ahead. Also, uh, just yeah. as a tiny side note, I think this is the 40th anniversary of Dungeons and Dragons, which is, oh, wow. you know, these dragons haven't been around in a sense um, in pop culture, but they started um, Record of Lotus War. And then also Slayers, Mm -hmm. which is one of my favorite um, animes. But those really had people adventuring like they do on Dungeons and Dragons. And here we have a similar thing, um, kind of a connection to that, where you've got this dragon-like creature and all of our heroes are trying to find their way out and they have no dice to roll or anything. (laughs) They have to do real life just ingenuity. just rolling the dice of life. Oh, totally, totally. <laughs> so it's, I don't know, it's really interesting. That's a wonderful thing. I think Dungeons and Dragons have connected us all in so many different ways that we don't even know and has yeah. been a part of our pop culture and folklore for so long. And here in this episode, it really touches on that. Um, anyway, That's it's a crazy... Crazy episode that leads us just um, leaves us wanting more and to know what happens to our heroes. I think we the ship plunging 
is, I don't know, I, I couldn't help but think about this, that there's so much going on in the world right now that is not happy. There's so much that challenges us to really keep an open mind and to listen, again, for all of the information and not jump to conclusions and not hastily move toward action that you could regret. And, you know, I think this is kind of emblematic of our times of really learning about everything um, and thinking, thinking before acting. Um, Totally. I think, too, don't we see with uh, going back to Misty building that model, you never know what skills you're going to need to use to get you out of a jam or to make life better or to achieve something. So you really need to do everything. Yeah, absolutely. All those toy theater models that we've made will really come in handy one day. One day. I think (laughs) you never know. That, playing sports, reading books, um, creating your, your, I don't know, your drawings, all of that stuff. I think it's all really important. And this is just a small example of how weird, um, random skills can, can really come into play and help you out. Yeah. I mean, and as a creative, you know, inspiration strikes everywhere. Mm -hmm. You just never know. So I think in all aspects of your life, yeah, you never know what, what you're going to need. Life experience will come in handy. I know. Or will inform your choices. That's so so true. Good, good to try many different things. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, I think this is a good time for the Poke Wrap Up. Where we hear from you, the Pokemon community. We asked you to send in your favorite Pokemon memories, stories, and inspirations. And here are a few of this week's. My name is Jeremy. Uh, I am from California originally, but now in Miami. Uh, and my favorite Pokemon memory is probably growing up with my two older brothers, and we all got the little Game Boy SPs when I was coming up through. Uh, and because there's three of us, we could like trade and battle each other. So we spent hours upon hours uh, playing Pokemon and battling each other and then of course watching the show uh, Squirtle Squad's probably one of my favorite episodes um, and yeah it was like that was so much of my formative childhood was like playing the games watching the show and we get like the little guidebooks back before you could look up how to do things in a game on the internet and you'd have to like go through and you would get like little cheat sheets of like where to find certain Pokemon and stuff so yeah I, I grew up with it it was uh, it was much of my formative years and uh, yeah it's, it's, it's kind of got nostalgia I feel like for everyone and uh, I love it so that's my thing it's how me and my brothers got close together <laughs> uh, so my name is Brendan um, so I'm a YouTuber whose Fortnite go by the name Irish always and my favourite Pokemon memory probably back in 2016 or 2017 Pokemon Go was going through the roof everybody was playing I remember going on really long walks just to catch the rarest Pokemon I could find. Hi, my name is Shields. Uh, I'm from Ireland and my favourite Pokemon memory was playing Pokemon Platinum on Nintendo DS. And a special thanks to Jeremy, Brennan and Shields for sharing their stories with us today. And you can check out Trainer's Guide on Instagram or TikTok to see their interviews live. And we want to hear from all of you. Email us a short recording or write to us at trainersguidepod at gmail.com. And try to keep it short, maybe 30 seconds or so, so we don't have to edit. We really don't want to. Oh, and please include your first name and where you're from. 
That about wraps up today's episode of The Trainer's Guide. And as they say, to, to be, be continued. We hope that you continue to join us on this journey that is The Trainer's Guide. As you know, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you're listening now. And if you subscribe, comment, and rate the podcast, it helps others find the show and keeps us on the air. Thank you so much in advance for your generosity and all of your amazing support. Trainer's Guide is a production of Boom Integrated. We are co-executive producing this along with the amazing Adrienne Glover and the incomparable Robin Lai. I'm your host, Veronica Taylor. And I'm your host, Rena Taylor. And this has been The, the Trainer's, Trainer's Guide. Guide. We'll see you out there on the road.